You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV, the Boardwalk Empire edition. Tonight's host is Kevin Undergaro. Joining Kevin will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Trilby Glover, Elizabeth Kiernan, and Phil Svitek. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347 347- 855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Kevin Undergaro! Welcome to After Buzz TV for Boardwalk Empire, Season 1, Episode 4. I'm Kevin Undergar- Undergaro, excuse me, with my fellow Boardwalk fans to break down everything from tonight's episode. In our special segment, we'll discuss... Is Boardwalk Empire truly living up to the HBO brand? Plus, we'll get you all your Boardwalk Empire news and gossip and hear from other fans, too. But for now, Tribly, and oh, and by the way, before we go to you, Tribly, with a recap, I just want to say, substituting for Elizabeth Kiernan is our special, special guest, Maria Menounos. Thank you very much, Maria, for sitting in. Of course. Very, very nice. And uh, we'll be talking to you more. I know, I know you haven't seen all the episodes, but again, we're just excited to have you here. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Trilby, take us for a quick stroll down the boardwalk. Yes, great episode tonight as Jimmy works his new relationships in Chicago with Al Capone and Johnny Torrio and tries to teach Al Capone how to do nice business. Al doesn't <laughs> listen and continues hard punches to get what he wants, including upping the percentage to a 50% cut of Mr. Sheridan's alcohol business in Greektown. Sheridan seems to agree, but as Jimmy Darmody says, that's one way of reading it. Darmody is proved right when Sheridan's henchmen pay back the rude offer by cutting Darmody's lover Pearl's face. Nice. Back on the boardwalk, they're still on the hunt for Jimmy, and on the search, Lucky Luciano with gonorrhea gets the hots for Jimmy's mum. Nucky tries to convince the senator to get new roads to transport liquor, and the senators discuss women's right at Nucky's surprise party. Lucy says she wants the right to vote, but can't quite articulate it. But of course, our leading lady, Margaret Schroeder, walks into the party and impresses everyone with her knowledge of women's rights and has a special moment with Nucky. Chalky and Nucky are trying to find who killed the hanged man, and Chalky takes the finger of the head of the Ku Klux Klan, kind of gross, only to find they're not responsible. In fact, it was the Philly gangsters who were after Chalky to protect their business, but killed the wrong guy. Whoops. At the end of the episode, we see Margaret Schroeder perhaps lose hope when the Russian princess is exposed as a fraud, and we see her do the first bad thing we've ever seen her do, as she steals a negligee, perhaps to capture the heart of Nucky. Yeah, and also for her, probably her first step into hell. Oh but no! But okay. But oh, anyway, no. before before we get into that, let's let's talk about Chalky and and the the Ku Klux Klan. I thought that that was uh, was something. Yeah, I love the story that he told about his father and how his father was hanged because that just made it all mean so much more. You know, right. why he's so passionate about 
finding the guy he killed. And he said it so dramatically, but I yeah. loved he was dressed to the nines. Yeah. And he looked like he was going to be really classy about it and that he was just going to come in and, and educate him on who he was and what he did to his father. And then by the end of it, when he opens up the tools, you're like, oh, he's going to kill Such him. Such a great And in a actor. brutal way. Yeah. It's amazing. No, yeah. I think as we talked when we, when we met him the other week, we weren't sure. I mean, I think... Paul was saying he thought he might be a bit modern and his style. No, I was, I was quite like, sure something. Was no, really I was quite sure amazing. you don't ascend to that level yeah. without being uh, tough. And and I was quite sure. And you really hadn't seen the two episodes since the first one. But no, I was quite sure that he was going to be. It was going to be drastic his approach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I you know writing. just just also you know there's something about his eyes. Uh, where they they look so glazed that it seems so prevalent for from the people back then, and I don't I don't know even even in his costume like it just felt so authentic. Yeah. Uh, you know, for 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 the time period, but it's just so interesting to see somebody, um, uh, uh you know, a black person from from that time period actually have a position of power. I feel like it's just it's so progressive. Yeah. Of them and to see it and to know that this was. Loosely based on a real life character, which I think is is cool, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was quite interesting to see him tell that story. He really kept all of the passion and the anger right below the surface, mm-hmm. which is great. And, and like then, acting wise, I mean, don't you agree that that was just such a powerful moment? Brilliant! I really, I just really loved his storytelling. I mean, it's hard to tell capture an audience when it's not happening right there the action isn't there you're retelling a story right an actor. you have to remember everything create those visuals for people and he was really taking me right back to his father's life and, that and he moment, took us right back yeah. i wanted to see the bookcase so it's did not I. gorgeous yeah see that's i mean that's amazing. i'm serious because he described it so eloquently that you're like god i can only imagine no, how and, beautiful and it so is. and yeah. so it and, then, and was beautiful and for that beauty to be shattered you can see why this man is so hardened, and and in in a way, and this is why I really feel like the writing on the show is very clever. It also ties to um, to Margaret and her talking about princesses and kings and queens and fairy tales, and we'll get into and that later. That, yeah. And that illusion also being shattered, shattered for her. So it's you know a bit shattered for Chalky, and it's like no, this is a doggy dog world, and this is how we have to deal with this. And it's nice. I mean. As you know, I was still freaking out though, and you said don't give any sympathy to the Ku Klux guy, and I didn't want to, of course, but I still was like, <laughs> no, don't kill him, don't kill him. But you know, it's interesting. Well, they didn't kill him. They no, just, and, and he just was, took the finger. And did you notice the? Uh, uh, he got cocky nuckies. though. I wanted him to go. Once yeah. he opened his mouth and he said, "So what are you gonna do?" I'm like, clock him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, when the did you get the line from uh, Nookie's brother saying, "You know, should we send him back the ring, or you think?" That you know, from the finger, yeah. or is that going a little too far? Um, yeah. So we know he's alive. Now we know that the the KKK stirred up, you yeah. know, because of this. And I thought that was really, I mean, I really liked the storytelling, bringing it back to that, yeah, it was the gangsters from Philly who were actually trying to kill Chalky because, of course, they want a piece of the business, and it's right. really all about having the business for the alcohol. But did you notice how, you know, Steve Buscemi wants to do you know he wants to one hand washes the other he said he wants to be fair to chalky and the brother said listen we don't have to be he has everything he's not going to give up chalky's not going to give up his empire and his beautiful house he's not going to go against you but steve buscemi's like 
I'm not so sure about that because it's personal. It's not just business for Chalky. Yeah. And now, and Buscemi, who that character, the Nookie character, continues to have this like insight into other people, and I think he he was right as evidenced by that scene where he tells the story about his dad. Yeah. So it's like you know what I'm making money, and that's really that's that is you know one of my goals. But at the end of the day, my dad was lynched you know, uh, uh, unjustifiably slow. So, and this is something that has stuck with me and it's not going down on my watch. And interestingly, I mean, it was great. Again, we saw a good side to Nucky. We're always being shown why he's a good man. Like when that guy in the very opening scene made a racial slur, he was like, get out of here. Get out of here. (laughs) You know, and, and, and of course we're on his side because he seems to not only be concerned just with the vote, but he seems to actually have some sort of consideration. He does. But makes him a great character. Yeah, right. that's why we love him. And, and to that point, you know, I also love Chalky because if Chalky was just about the money, then he would have said, "Okay, fine. You keep I, I want, yes. you know, I want I'll take my extra cut now and I'll spin this to my advantage," which he did, but it wasn't just about that. It was like, "No, a good man, an innocent man, one of my men was killed in for no reason and no and 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 i don't care i'm gonna i'm gonna put it out on i'm gonna risk losing what i have to 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 avenge this and so i think that's also cool about his character and i've said i think you're gonna see more um i think between chalky and 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 nucky as this go and i think they'll actually work together and and they'll have their moments yeah but i think in the end they're gonna probably be the ones that they can count on yeah you know which i think is is really cool um, you know, moving along to, to Jimmy and, and, and Al Capone, who I, I just love seeing. He's a great actor. I mean, you really feel like he's he Al Capone. kind of looks like the real yeah. Al Capone, yeah. too. Well, and, you know, Corey and I said from the beginning, and I know I, I said this last week because I sat in on the show, and I should also say I'm substituting for Paul Ashton, who's generally the, the host of the show. Um, and although it's my favorite show, I love this show. You know, I'm, I'm not as schooled on it as Paul is, but, um... I've said all along what I love about this is not just the acting ability of the character, but we've never seen Capone portrayed in this way. He's always had this suave kind of charm to him, uh, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm repeating myself, but last week you know Ben, I seen Ben Gazzara play him. Um, obviously, you guys probably remember De Niro playing him in Untouchables, mm-hmm. and although he was he was rugged in that, he's he had his his polish to him but was that because usually we're looking at al a bit further along in his maybe. career whereas now we're seeing maybe him maybe and it could very well be that days. Yeah. exactly yeah. but but again i bring you back to we've never seen this before and yeah. that's what i enjoy because my th- mother's gonna shit when she sees this the, the, yeah. i mean the, the, <laughs> that was right my wife my wife oh, oh, right. yeah. Yeah. it was his mother no, no, no. I thought he said it was his mother. No, no, he's it. My, my wife. going to shit when she sees No, he's it. My wife. I was like, he's trash. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, remember, you know, here's another, like, uh, old, kind of old, fun Hollywood story. Is we have, uh, Marie and I have a very good, actually, even Phil, too, a very good mutual friend um, who is also friends with the, the actress Rose Marie and comedian from the Dick Van Dyke show. And interestingly enough, Rose Marie's career began on vaudeville when she was known as Baby Rose Marie. And, you know, we've been, Marie and I have been to lunch with her and dinner, and, you know, she'll tell all uh, stories of old Hollywood. But one of my favorite stories was when she met Al Capone because wow. she was a vaudeville star, and the wife, uh, Al Capone's wife and daughter were big fans of, 
of baby Rosemary. So she had to be, when she performed in Chicago, she had to be brought to them. And, you know, Rosemary said the, ta- the table that he sat at, I, either was like 30 or 40 feet long, his like dining room table. And now granted, she was a little girl, so I'm sure the perspective was skewed, but she said, just remember this giant table. And she said, she's, one thing she remembered is she said, that Al said, the wife wants to meet the kid. <laughs> and and then she came and they gave her, and, and he presented her, or the family did, with a, a little pinky ring, which was tiny because it was a kid's ring. And she still has it to this day. Wow. But she was always, you know, she said definitely he was, you know, charming, of course, because, you know, being around Hollywood, it's it seems like the mob has always had this, like, kind of infatuation with stars in Hollywood. So yeah. they were you know, very cordial, very nice to her. Um, but she said, like, she, you know, never forgot how powerful he was, you know. Yeah. So it was just always just interesting, you know, the wife. Yeah, to add to that, that actually, kid. because um, Randall also introduced us to Anita Page, the last remaining silent movie star who died two years ago. And I swear, when we were in Pearl's bedroom, those posters on yeah, the wall there was a were Anita Page, Anita Page poster. posters. So yep. if anybody watched it and is listening... Um, I want somebody to just confirm for me that it was the yeah. I'll, have to, I'll look at the DVR. I'm pretty sure it was her. Maria. We'll have to get Randall over to to watch it because I I I think I've seen that poster at Randall's house. Uh, yeah, probably. So I thought it was too. It was just we were watching the show and we wanted to get up live, or else I would have stopped it and gone back. But you know, again, going you know, seeing Al Capone at this stage is living more up to what what I at least had read about him where he was really a savage. Do you like him? I mean, you you like watching this Oh, I'm character. so entertained. Like I, lo- I love him. I lo- we grew up with people like that back in Boston. Oh, I, mean, I see. There's a weird they charm. They shot you by the ear. And yeah, there's a weird charm up. to them being just I don't degenerate. know. You know something? <laughs> no, no, Maria, you know what? I don't like him in that way. I like, I like Nucky and I like Chalky. Like, I'm rooting for them. Al, I, I, I just like how well the character is. is playing yeah. him so more much more accurate to history than what I've read about Capone and just the, he's just a brute I mean watching him laugh as the two midgets are fighting <laughs> and him coming in and you know shooting inches away from this guy's head and thinking that's funny I mean he is just uh, a degenerate yeah which is what that you know history if you study history is what he really was and he's just become more of a charming um He's become more charming, I think, as time's gone on. But at the end of the day, it's not like like Rothstein or Luciano or um, I'm trying to think of the other uh, Meyer Lansky, you know, who like these guys who built Vegas, who who organized crime. They organized like the whole country to have different units, and they basically set up their own board of like their own government within uh, own governing bodies within the mob. I mean, Al Capone did none of that. He just was loud and brash and just I killed mean, well, anyone yeah. who got in his way. When he was doing that moment money. with the, the the liquor, trying to get the manager of the restaurant right. to buy his liquor. The and he poor was just, Greek guy. Oh, I felt so sorry for yeah, him. Yeah, he just was, was a brute. Him. Yeah, there was nothing about him. Well, there's, I mean, there's one thing that he did. Um, you know, you see him with Jimmy and they're, they're getting their uh, suits pressed or whatever it is. They're waiting on their suits. Right. And that's the one thing that... Um, that makes Al Capone sort of civilized is his attire, whereas Jimmy, up until this point, you know, very... No, but Al's wasn't until that scene. 
He wasn't. Al's attire wasn't, and that's why it was his first foray. That's why he was like, the wife's going to shit when she sees this. And I think he realized, because remember, Gotta play, now that the, the big boss, right now to... the big boss is dead, he's yeah. he, his boss has now moved up. He's moved up, and he's like, God, you know, we need to, you, you know, start dress the part. dressing the part. Uh, but interestingly, he says to Jimmy, you know, when I go up, you can ride right. my coattails. Right. And Jimmy says, you got me all wrong. I'm just here for mm-hmm. a short. Just passing right. through. Yeah. Okay, so well. Which was interesting because we don't really know what Jimmy's big plan is i mean i was shocked that he was cheating on his wife with the prostitute even though you know they're not really married but right i was sad about that and i was like what is he doing what is his plan he's gonna stay in chicago well, i think for a little he, i bit, think remember, you know we had talked about this last week he had made his decision you kind of saw it on his face it was on the train wasn't it yeah. and he made his decision like no this is this this uh, i'm not gonna run away from this this is you know i'm, I'm gonna remain committed and you know, Al Capone, as far as we know, is the only contact that he has outside of Jersey because he can't go back to Jersey yet. Yeah, he's probably just waiting for things to calm down. Calm down, die down. That's usually the plan. Uh, or maybe he'll get some power. He'll be able to do something nice for Nookie to endear himself to get back in. But his goal is to get back. He's, he's basically not giving up. And I think you're going to find with his character, he's he's a tough kid. He's not going to roll over. What did World you War think vet. about the whole Pearl thing? Like whether, you know, he how much did he care about her? And about okay, it, I'm sorry again to... because I'm not Paul, so I don't know the show as well. Pearl is the Pearl's Pearl's the girl who got the sliced face. I think because he's 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 an ethical kid. You can tell when he when when um. Al was beating on the, the yeah, Greek like, guy. Hey. He was wincing in the background, like, "What are we doing? He's we also don't need to do this." And he's also, you know, smart because he's been raised by Nookie and probably probably the Commodore, as we we're like, as more and more is leaking out about his past, which means he's probably learned a little bit about business. And they keep talking about him shouldn't have gone, to, should have gone to Princeton, should have gone to Princeton. Yeah. So I think this is a really smart kid underneath all of this who went to World War One, saw really really br- bad things in what was a very savage war came back with these with these emotional and physical scars and that was really hardened and tough now but now matched with the fact that he is a, a kid with a high iq and a decent business acumen and i think he's he's going to grow into something very formidable within the mob so but he doesn't think, really but, want to be in the mob does he I well he's know, he's he's, he's, he's a reluctant yeah. hero he's resisting yeah. but again he's being it's he he could have went to california and ran away I don't but think he, he may- knows what he necessarily wants. He's taking mm-hmm. it one day at a time, but, but I, I think he knows, Maria, he's going to be back involved. But I will say, I think the, the one thing that was really interesting is that he um, – I kept trying to get my point in, and now I forget it. How bad is that? That's annoying. No, I think that he's going to be really a, a smart partner to Al because you see in that moment when he's like, dude, like – you know, ne- there's such a thing as like right. negotiations, right. and it doesn't have to be the way you think so it does. Brutal, yeah, right. and I think that it w- that was like such an aside, but it was a really powerful aside because he was stepping up to him, and also he was kind of Im- Im- like letting us all know that he has a better way, and that at some point it's going to rub off on Al, and it's going to help Al in his yes. pursuits. Yeah, well, his instincts are better, and I'm taking it from being. Oof being raised by Nookie, the Commodore, and the fact that he, somewhere in his travels, I think he was a very, he maybe was intelligent in school, or whatever, because they kept, they keep referring to Princeton. 
And he said, Did, you, know, you know, he's he's always doing what everyone wants him to do or what people right. expect him to be. And, and I thought that was interesting to parallel that back against Nucky saying, you know, I expect everything and how Nucky sort of knows what he wants and is really going after it. And Jimmy's sort of floating, I feel. Oh, I loved right. when he sent him the... We'll talk about that when we talk about Nookie. But you're staying on Jimmy. I, I, you know, you had said, I, you, you initially had a, we were talking about, about Jimmy and, and why did he, why was he upset about Pearl? And well, I how think. How upset? I was like, Well, what? he's got, he, look how good, close he is with his mom. Yeah. And he was trying with the wife. I think that he is struggling because I think there's a, there's a good kid in there who has become hard by the war, has become hard by life. So, so, and she kind of was a little angel to him, uh, wiping his ear and, and bandaging him up. And so he definitely had a moment with her and now to, you know. And it was so horrible though, that he was the one saying to out, like, let's calm down. But then he's the one who got punished for it via Pearl. Right. You know? Oh yeah. Right. I thought yeah. he was going to say something to Al so after I. when I he wondered. went to the girl's house. Yeah. I thought for sure he was going to say something like. This is your fault, yeah. or this something is to that effect. This is all I think that you know it'll come up maybe later in an argument. You know, you never say. You always try to hold stuff back. You know, and then eventually, as sort of you get pushed and pushed, then right, and that seems like out. it's his character as well. Like push, 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 and then you know he seems like he's gonna like react or like like he did with Nucky. Please, can I? Can I do more? Can I do more? Can I do more? Can I do more? And then what does he do? He goes out and puts a mask on and ends up getting in a gunfight. Going on to Nookie. Now, we see uh, his, his continual struggles for power. He, you know, I think Buscemi's doing great with this. He's so amazing. Really, Marie? You like him? We've I talked about this. I love him. Yeah, I think he's great. It was really good that first moment in this episode when they cut to him talking straight to camera mm-hmm. and being really... It was funny and it was light. And I like how the... The show, it's sort of got this weird humor in it, doesn't it? Sort mm-hmm. of offbeat moments. And then it's very, very serious. And I just, I like how I'm seeing more why he's the lead and what he's bringing to it. That comedic tone is really needed. I actually <laughs> don't, you know what, Trilby? I don't see any dramas out there that don't have a comedic undertone. Yeah. I can't even name one anymore. Mm. I mean, when I think of the cable ones, when I think of Breaking Bad and all yeah. the, you know, Mad Men and I. They all have that to them, and this show is no different. And I like it, I, you know. Um, but I'm seeing it's not to me. I don't see it as so unique because I'm seeing it everywhere. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we're especially seeing it with his girlfriend. Yes, Lucy. You know everything she's doing from popping out of the cake to last week her singing that ridiculous song. Yeah. But wait, why did they not pay off that dress? I know that Margaret was that her name. Yeah, yeah. Margaret was supposed to come in and deliver the dress and help her get into it, and the whole nine yards. She obviously gets caught up dancing with Nookie, but she didn't end up wearing the dress yeah. for Nookie when that she came out of weird. the cake. We don't know why. I don't know if she's going to get in yeah. trouble for that or whether they that just forgot that. That should be our second special segment yeah. today. <laughs> figuring it out. I know. I don't know. It was very um, I mean, well, they, they've they been doing a good job, the show, with um, paying off um, setups in, within episodes, but well, now... You know, now I think they're setting up setups that will pay off, you know, from episode to episode. So could be one of those things, especially, you know, Margaret is one of the more central characters. She's so, the leading lady of the show, I think. That's what I see her as. As the leading lady. She is oh, the leading I, lady I, of the show. I totally think so. Yeah. I mean, but, it, you know, as far as Nookie goes, 
we're seeing him deal with the the politics of the city. We're seeing we're seeing him once again juggling for and jockeying for position. And and what you had mentioned earlier, Maria, it was very interesting that the senator, who at this point is more powerful than Nookie, says you can't have everything. And then oh, I love that. And so you know, very the, subtle. He send it to when you. he wanted the the t that type of drink and they didn't have it. He said, oh, you know, you can't get everything. Well, sure enough, one of the last things that happens in the episode is Nookie sends him. The very same drink and and, and one with of the, the note. things that we and what did the note say? I do expect everything. Everything, right? So he's saying that to the big guys. It just kind of shows you, like, as nice a guy as Nookie is, he, he ain't messing around. No, but yeah. he's not that nice. I mean, he was shouting at his little man Friday or whatever. Right? No, I just think he's, you know, from I take that as is he's he's a nervous wreck about the party, but he loves that guy, and I, yeah. I, I so no. I, I take it as that's that. That's a now, weird way of showing your love. Yeah. Oh, you see that every day in Hollywood, Maria. I sure Maria. do. So, <laughs> now, I mean, uh, the the comment, uh, Nookie's note, you know, that I expect all this stuff, it comes, you know, this is the episode after he meets with Jimmy's mother, and uh, she says, you know, why aren't, you're, you're not God, and he's like, I never told you I was, or whatever that was, remember from last yes. episode. Yes. And, um, you know, so I think in some ways now it's a, a subtle reaction to that comment nookie being like all right you know i'm going to become a more godlike figure or something like that i almost feel like so you feel so so i think it's a direct response to that um, to that comment in some ways so do you yeah. feel like nookie's going to get more more powerful as this goes on yes How i mean i think so too and it goes back to the, the was it the first or second episode you said you can't be a half a gangster uh, you know to jimmy jimmy told him yeah nookie like the day you being a politician and playing around a little bit, like no, it's gonna get ugly now, and with prohibition and, and alcohol, like it's gonna be guns, it's gonna it, it's gonna be war, and you have to be fully committed, and and we're seeing it, uh, you know, as as each uh, episode progresses, and you know it was interesting too, and again it speaks to his perception, and his sensitivity is when Margaret, he said, how's work going with whatever her Jessica Madame, and she yeah. says who Madame. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know yeah. her name. Is it, and what did Buscemi say? She makes you call her that. Her that? Is yeah. that what she makes you call her? Like yeah. he immediately knew, immediately knew that this lady is, you know, on a power trip, kind of taking crap out on Margaret. And I think that this lady's comeuppance, not in terms of death, but in terms of her getting dressed down by Buscemi, will probably happen this season. Yeah. Because I think... And, and moving on to Margaret, if it's okay, if we could talk, go on to the subject of Margaret. Yeah, love her. So moving on to Margaret, who is now taking these, we talked about these these steps in her character where she's now maybe going toward the darkness or, you know, making changes. I feel like Nookie is probably going to go down there and straighten stuff out. And she's going to continue to progress financially, status-wise. Uh, just seeing her stand up to those two politicians. She was yeah. delivering a dress. It was amazing. And and you notice all the women around the table earlier in the scene, the same men were talking to the bimbo women, mm. making fun of them and saying, oh, can you tell me about the League of Nations? Oh, I don't know, but I, I know Paris I love Paris. Nice. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was their response. I was like, ah, ha, 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 women are so stupid. I well, was throwing up in my mouth. I'm right. like, ugh. So now, but the woman who shows but up. Did you find that a little predictable? Because I was sitting there going, okay, and now what's going to happen is Mrs. Schroeder is going to show up. And we already know she's smart because they set that up. It was, but it didn't episode. bother me. Well, but it didn't I bother me. Well, I missed those two episodes. I, I didn't yeah, know what I was in for, yeah. so... Um, I just enjoyed her coming in and just, she was so humble as she walked in. She knew this was not like her, 
her place necessarily. She was there to do a job, and when she came in, and she just she just killed it very graciously, and um, I just thought that was amazing. And yeah. they were like, "Well, okay. so yeah, no, it was a little predictable, but it didn't bother me. No, but we Did know it bother you, we've, Phil? we've known. Um, it didn't necessarily bother me um, at that point. Um, I just thought her arguments could have been a little more articulated. I don't know. I just see her um, oddly stepping into this sort of revolutionary character that I don't know the time period well enough to be like, well, you know, well, how she mentioned women... she mentioned that her women in her country vote, and that she had some witty responses about alcohol and about men. And, I mean, you know... But it's late. It was late. I mean, the suffragette movement, like, eight, eight, late 1800s. 1800s. And so this is already miles past that, and it's still no vote in America. Well, I mean. Right, right. And she called them out on it. And I, I, I don't know. I thought it was very strong, and I think it was interesting that she got to see this, you know, this kind of world that she's missing out on. Mm. And here she's trying to do right. She's trying to be ethical. I love the shot when she walked into the party, and, and she sort of was looking around first scared and then dazzled by the lights and the and and you got that temptation that she might feel and she like is? when she's yes. looking at the story of Anastasia right. and it's like oh the princess the lights you know and then she goes back to being scared because when they cut to Steve Buscemi looking at her she again looked out of place she's not but ready also yet not she's scared not ready yet. enough yeah. to not want to go dance with him when she was offered when he asked her to dance, she was like, sure. When she knew she was supposed to be going to dress his girlfriend. Right. Yes. Well, I think yes. that she's right? she's being corrupted. She's 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 this Irish lass who's come over here, very ethical, like, I'll let my husband drink, I'll let him beat me up, but I'll be the good wife <laughs> I'll and I'll stay him. at home. Well she was. Yeah. She was. But but slowly was but there was something in her that wanted better. So that's why she went to Nookie to begin with. But there's something in her that's well, driving educated. her to have more. And yeah. well, and I think ha- she knows what she wants. I actually think she's quite. She does, but but oh, Trilby, she wants but Trilby, she was offered just money, and she said, "No, I want work." Yes. And so she was willing to go down and do it the honest way. Yes. Okay. And and as she's sitting with the kids in early her own children in earlier scenes, she's talking about fairy tales and princesses, and she's telling the the miserable like babysitter, like, okay. You're just a miserable lady. You view this world as like a dark, wretched place. It's not like that. Basically, she's telling the kids, like, be positive, be happy, believe in fairy tales, princesses, and all these different things. And, of course, you know, she walks up to the newspaper stand, and it says... That the princess is revealed as a fraud. Right, the Russian princess. That was a real story And she was revealed as a fraud. And you just see in that moment, she's like, wow, maybe it all is a fraud. Maybe the honest way, maybe the positive way... Maybe it really is a fraud, and maybe you do have to take what you want. Take, take the negligee, cheat, from swindle, the shop. and do what you need to take do. Take the negligee and take right. Nikki. Yeah. And so we see her steal the negligee. One small moment, one small choice, but I feel like such a powerful one because I think this is now going. She's she's committing to this road of. And it's also, well, you know, sexuality, uh, seduction. Crime, you know. whatever. You know, I think it's like, it's her first step. Uh, it may be her first uh, um, first step into hell, yeah. you know, into Dante's Inferno. You know, maybe it's her first step. I, well, I feel as though it is. Yeah, because we talked about this in the other um, podcast when we said, is she going to stay so good, you know? And 
Kevin, you always say no. Nope. <laughs> She's not. No. Nope. No, nope, but we're going to love her for it every step of the way. Yeah. And she'll struggle with it, as as the characters we enjoy are. As yeah. Nookie is struggling, not as much, but he's struggling with it. We don't see any struggles with Chalky yet, but we see it with, with him. We see it with Jimmy. We see it with uh, Nookie. We see it with Jimmy. And we're seeing it with, we're going to see it with her. Yeah. But I like it. But we'll be, yes. Maria, raising your hand. No, I'm waiting till when you're done, but I'm letting you know I have a point to make. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, you can finish yours first. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what I didn't understand when she was talking to the senators is when she said, we can withhold, and they said, what? And you she know said, what? what? You know well, what? Well, I know. She's talking Nerd. about nothing. But she said alcohol, and I'm like, why no. did she say alcohol? Oh, no, that was just, she was saying Alcohol, of course, that's not what I really mean. What I, mean. Oh. I didn't mean that. Okay. Yeah. But, but why couldn't but, she just say, why couldn't she just look at them and give because her a Because she's look? being more wry with her humor, like right. playing a double entendre. Mm. I was kind of probably, annoyed by it. I didn't like it. Probably being a little more ladylike or, you know. And least... that's the whole thing with her because she is like the angel and she's always covered up. I mean, that's why it was so interesting that oh, she took the negligee. The negligee, but that's going to change. She's looking at Lucy in the cake in basically nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Who's, and who's and winning. And she gets what she wants. Yeah, and, and, exactly. And, and, yeah, she's she's with, like... and she's with with Nookie and having the fabulous life. And if you notice, production design-wise, describe to me from your memory, Trilby, her house. Oh, her house Margaret's is very house. bare. It's and plain and dark. dark. Dark, yeah. Very dark. Okay, so now... You know, you go into the world. Could could that party be any brighter? With crystal glasses. And, and the boardwalk is, and... all you know of that boardwalk at nighttime is what? Big, giant bulbs. So it's like so bright and her world is so dark. And when she sees, you know, the light of this world, you know. But it's really interesting as well how they've just crafted their relationship so well, Nucky and, and Mrs. Schroeder, because I totally feel like they're soulmates or something, and mm-hmm. they both know that they're somehow meant to be together, even though they're so different. But think about it. How different are they? She's actually educated, and yes. and she's somebody that you can have next to you and not be embarrassed at the dinner table. He was embarrassed by Lucy Yeah, yeah, the he dinner was. table. And he's he's not a dummy, and he doesn't just need a whore. Well, he you can could have see. a whore and have someone smart if he wanted to. And Buscemi's yeah. such a great actor. You could see it in his eyes when yeah. she first started to speak to the other politicians. Uh, and you could see how he was, like, falling in love with her as she was talking. Mm-hmm. You could see it in his eyes. Absolutely. Like, wow, this is a smart And you felt it when lady. they were dancing. Yes. Yeah. You felt it all the way from the beginning. He knew that, and, and, and I know that he was entertaining the thought the entire time. And when she said, the pleasure was all mine. See, that for her yeah. was a big signal. Exactly. I was like, wow, putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah she yeah. was not being shy. She knows what she wants. I said, she yeah. wants Nookie. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And that's why she took the negligee. And I love the, the shot where... Lucy is out of the cake, dancing in nothing, and it's very beautiful oh. when he smiles. And then they parallel, oh, look behind, and Mrs. Uh, Schroeder comes into focus, and he, and you know, he's just really more interested in her. Yeah, than this like mm-hmm. dope coming out of the cake. Well, basically. and what's funny too is think about the differences in in wardrobe. So you've got Lucy who's totally naked almost, yeah. and you've got Mrs. Schroeder who couldn't be more covered up. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, there's always an argument that men. Um, sometimes find it sexier, shockingly, to having uh, a woman who's 
not as exposed because yeah. you get to guess a little bit more yeah. and there's a little bit more there's intrigue. more mystery more intrigue. okay i'm gonna put my clothes back on <laughs> <laughs> not me i like that i like i like the girl coming out of the cake but yeah. that's just me but speaking about you know women on the show let's talk about jimmy's mom yeah okay another powerful woman i mean you've seen lucky luciano be that's gretchen this... mall's character right yes. yes and you've seen lucky luciano all the way up till now be this like ass kicker you know young but a total um tough guy who's immovable and yet how great was gretchen mole's character jimmy's mom in totally dressing him down she killed him at the front door and you could see that this was an older a woman who who came up the ranks with nookie we still don't know her full story but we know she is She's not wet behind the ears. She's been around mobsters before, and that's why she said, is that how you kids are talking now? Yeah, and I love it how she says to him, you know, when he asks, where is Jimmy? Yeah. She says, maybe he's up your ass if you consider looking there. Yeah, and <laughs> but, she, like... but she knew, you know, his friends don't call him James. Yeah. yeah. And she just, you know, very razor sharp, wasn't afraid of him either, and totally, like, knocked him down to a point where, you know, now he's in love with her, and... And when she grabbed his crotch, that's all you have I to do to a man. Just knock him down. Which, yeah, well, you know, when we he wants you guys his cougar. Like bitchy girls. Well, yeah. it was interesting. Was it Phil? What you said, what, or one of you guys say when when she grabbed his crotch? Someone reminded oh. me that oh my god, he has gonorrhea. Yeah, that's so funny. Right. And erectile dysfunction. So which, right. You know, we, it's not yeah. gonna be fun for her. Well, hopefully, hopefully um, she's he'll continue to have the him. dysfunction. No, well, if she does, then she's gonna find yeah. herself with gonorrhea, yeah, right? It's pretty sad. Look up gonorrhea. Well, so. he was doing the treatment <laughs> at the doctor, so maybe with his zinc, so maybe that cured him. Yeah, maybe they... with the zinc injection. Yeah, but I don't know. He, you know how uh, men sometimes if they find out they have a problem, they go against it and they don't take the treatment. And then, right. So I think he's one of those guys that you know so much self denial, and he's going to be like, I can't possibly well, have that. And and will no the treat will the treatment even work? I mean, you know, this is this this is before. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure how advanced the treatment should. I then. explain what uh, she'll be looking forward to when she gets gonorrhea. Oh yeah, I have the symptoms in front of me. Uh, go ahead, Maria. No, really no quick. I'm not. I'm no? not. All right. No, it's gross. It's right. actually more gross for the guy. It says discharge from the penis, white, yellow, or green in color. <laughs> Ew, swollen testicles. Okay, thank you, Maria. Thank you. Thank That's you. why we're right, condom boys. Listen, this is my my this, the, the special segment was something that uh, Phil brought up, and I want to direct it over to him. Is this living up this show boardwalk empire living up to the well, hbo brand well yeah um fans initially after you know the one first episode it's a second and you know finally in the third episode they were starting to feel like it it was becoming more of an hbo show in the sense of um the violence uh sort of the funniest funniness and the uh the sexiness of it and uh i know we we mentioned upon um in talking about margaret uh the sexuality and all that and, you know, in this episode, we saw a lot of violence, uh, Chalky. We didn't necessarily see it, but we imagined what that, what he e- even did to him. Right. Uh, he has that great line where he says, um, you know, a man r- reaches a point and uh, after which, if he's still sticking to the story, he must be telling the truth. So, you know, Chalky did something horrific to him. And then, obviously, the, uh, the beating of Pearl. And even last week, we saw a little bit. Um, and also, I forget, uh, Al Capone, you know, beating up the restaurant owner we see a lot of violence and so i feel this is fu- uh in terms of what hbo is and the shows they present this is one of them and we're seeing a lot of sex i mean and we saw a lot, a lot of, of naked women yeah. <laughs> so basically because the the reason people didn't believe it was living up to the hbo brand maybe it was because the scorsese one 
was so so slick and cinematic that it didn't feel like an HBO series. Is that what? What yeah, but I mean, it wasn't was. intense enough yet, probably. Yeah, and I think that was, you know, it was more of everything was being set up, and so there wasn't that opportunity to have that type of violence at those moments. And, you know, people are just getting, as they get more comfortable with it, they can more associate it with, you know, okay, this is HBO. Um, I think HBO's uh, slogan is, uh, it's not TV, it's HBO, meaning right. that they can show everything that TV doesn't, and I, I feel like we're starting to get that, the, um, the racial slurs um, and all that. I think it's also getting more authentic in a way, the show. Like, even, you know, when we talked about the first episode being a little too clean and everything was, like, too perfect. Well, yes, it was so cinematic. Yeah. It really was. It was, yeah. And getting down and dirty. Like, but even just the opening, I loved the old recording. They were playing the music at the opening because that was a real old recording. I don't know who it was. We should find out. But it made it feel like we were really in that time and, it wasn't well, even, you even see her, it was real. You know? Even even um, looking at Pearl washing herself after yeah. she, uh, you know, prostituted herself yeah. with just the basin at, on the bureau, which is exactly, that was their version of a shower back then. Yeah. They would wash, wash under their arms, their, their, their genitals uh, with, a, with, a, with a washcloth and some soap, and off they went. Well, and I like all of those details, and I really feel like we're getting more of them, whereas in the beginning it really sometimes felt like a theater set or You something. know what's interesting? Yeah, that you know, it was funny. The first episode, just they had huge numbers, HBO. Huge numbers of people came out to watch this. Great hype, Scorsese, Wahlberg. I mean, you had, you know, every reason to tune in. And then the numbers went down the second week. Because I feel like a lot of people were let down by that first episode because maybe it, it, it was too much being set up for them or maybe it was too glossy or maybe it wasn't living up to the HBO brand. But what is happening is I think those now the numbers are increasing every week. And what we're even noticing with our podcast is our listens are growing every week with this. So I, find, I feel like it's, it's, it's regaining its momentum and, and, and it's finding its place. And I, I, I feel like it's going to be one of the better HBO yeah, uh, there's series. also more action. I, mean, I was always a fan from the beginning, but what do you guys think? I think it's more action because I really felt like it's been a little slow to develop, and I know they're laying down the characters and creating. Do you the still feel story. that? Though? I'm feeling like each episode I'm liking it a little bit more, and I okay. feel like they're taking more action in each episode, which is, I think they still can move it along. Some of the characters were still so confused by what their driving force is. Like, like think, what? Name one. Well, like Jimmy Darmody. I mean, I still yeah. don't really know what. what what does he really want? What is he doing? Um, I feel like he. I mean, I feel like it's so clear. I feel like he wants to get back to Jersey. He's he wants to. He doesn't want to give up what he started. He's trying to say, listen, I'm not a guy from Princeton. I'm not the guy you think I am. I just came out of World War II. I am a tough ass kicker. Yeah. I want to get in this game. I want to kick ass, and I want to go to the top. I don't know why no one else sees this. No, I don't think he. I and don't think he does necessarily want to go to the top. Oh, I think I'm, he does. I'm, in that, in that. And remember, world. Nucky said you have to earn it. But yeah. he was saying to Nucky in the second episode, I want to do more. I can do more. I'm not, don't just have me drive. Let me get out there. Let me, you know. So I feel as though, I but feel like But it seems like, like he's numbed clear. out since then. Yeah. That's what well, I'm can you well, blame him? Well, um, I mean, I know that the first uh, episode cost $50 million to make. And I'm wondering is... Whoa, the what, first episode was $50 that million? That, that is... Yeah, that is very true. So what I'm wondering, I know with like Mad Men, the budget per episode is $2.3 million. Okay. And so 
Um, you know, in in that first episode, they had to obviously budget out that fifty million. Most of it went to obviously the construction of the set. And so, right. is it that we're seeing now they have a consistent budget, and because they have most of these sets built or whatever, um, they can now spend that money point, towards too. action yes. scenes as opposed to building stuff. Right. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'm getting more thrilled by it, but yeah, I just I think that some of the characters have been slow to develop, but. I'm okay. All right. No one. Okay, Maria. What do you think? I know you weren't. I thought you were going to be crazy for this show. The way you love The Surprise, the way you love Breaking Bad, and you weren't when you saw the first episode. Now, what do you think? I feel like I feel the same way. I'm warming up more because I saw the first episode and I was really excited to watch it, and I liked it. But there was so much to follow and so many characters and so many storylines mm-hmm. that it was really hard to um to keep track of and then of course i've been traveling like a crazy person for access that i've been i've missed so many shows well two shows two weeks right um so i was nervous to get back into it this week but i i really enjoyed it and i think it's because to be honest i really like nookie's character i really like jimmy's character i really like al capone's character and i but i really really like the strong women i think Mm. it's it's so boring to just watch bubbleheads and so to see right. these really strong women who kind of led the charge for rights that we have now, I mean, obviously it's fiction and it's it's a movie, but I like seeing that portrayed. I think it's great. I think it's great television. One of the books, what was interesting, I was just when um, Pearl was reading that book, Free Air. You know, he he said, "What what's that book?" And I was just looking up that that was a book published in 1919, and it was all about the possibilities of a travel and adventure that the automobile opened up for all Americans. So wow. she was reading that book and talking about going to Hollywood and trying to become a movie star. And he was saying he knew about that book, and it was that connection of travel and that the world's opening. And by up the way, people. and once again. Oh. Another fairy tale shattered yes. as her face is sliced. Exactly, and when I saw that, I you're going to be the next Lillian Gish. Wow, great yeah. pickup, great pickup, and again, great writing. And you know, everything going back to that Detail. resonating theme yeah. of the fair, the shattered fairy tale. Phil, what are your thoughts um, on the on the show? Like overall, like do you feel like do you, do you love the show? Do you like it? Like what what are your thoughts? I don't. It's not my favorite show, but okay. I, I do like it. You know, it ranks up there um, in terms of shows that I like to watch. Um, and I feel it, it is because we are settling down and, you know, now there is more action to follow. And, you know, sort of the characters I'm becoming, you know, Maria mentioned that there's a lot of characters. Initially, yeah, there were, but I'm becoming more familiar with them and, uh, you know, I can recognize them more easily and I'm more comfortable with them. Okay, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, you know, I can't tell you how much tell I still... Tell us what you No, think. I've already said I love the show. You guys know I love the show. But, uh, you know what? Let's, uh, let's, let's get... Um, this week's uh, Boardwalk Empire news and gossip with our own Trilby. AfterBuzz TV News. Ooh. After seeing the third episode last week, Boardwalk fans found the comedy show to be too much. More in tune with what makes an HBO show, which is blood, comedy, and sex. However, there has been much criticism about too many storylines, a point being fractured. One fan wrote this in a blog, we're either getting straightforward, predictable plot points, which granted could turn out to be something else entirely, or sketches, mere smidgens of scenes that reveal characters but don't seem to advance the plot. That's a little harsh, isn't it? 
Well, we, we talked about that. With the start of the fall TV lineup comes speculation at the serious contenders for the upcoming Golden Globes. Critics have predicted Boardwalk Empire is the only new show on their list as a frontrunner to be nominated. Normally, the Globes try to highlight new series, but the new shows have been getting a largely cool reception, says critic Chris Boomer of Awards Heaven. The rest include Big Love, Breaking Bad, Dexter, Lost, and Mad Men. And, you know, I, can, I agree. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I feel like these shows have been lukewarm. The, the, the Slater show that I've seen, except for this one, I'm loving it. I mean, Phil, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can't even think of uh, too many new ones that I do like. The event, maybe. Yeah, know, but, but it's now it's that's even like died down. That came out strong, and we, you know, we we we've been over it at AfterBuzz. It's true that everyone keeps winning the same awards. Like, how many awards can you give? I know, one but show? the problem so you is, you do need them, but we don't have any. I think a lot of the shows mm. that have come out now have been lukewarm, and and you know, there's been no loss. There's been no. You know, when Lost came out by that second or third week, we were all riveted. Heroes, when Heroes first came out, and just in speaking to network ones, we were all like completely captivated. And I, there's nothing out there. I mean, you no hear a little bit about Ordinary Family with Michael right. Michael Chiklis's show is the only one that's getting uh, some play. So I mean, I, I, I get that, but. Well, we might have a new one, because thanks to Boardwalk Empire's success, Scorsese's Goodfellas has been optioned to be turned into a TV show for the Fox Network. Oh, you know, mm. that's... That's going to be you know cool. What? Uh, you or know, not. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know, and I, I wonder if... Uh, this, I, this goes back to what I, I'm saying a lot about the status of the business. You know, that's going to be such a... The money now is in TV. That's why you're seeing more mm. you know, film actors and directors do TV, do episodic... Because that's where the money's at. Yeah. You know, there's not as much money in making a film. To me, that seems like a money play. If that goes, that's a huge cash cow, and it's just him. Plus, it's known, it's known brand, and, uh, it's, and it's for Fox, which... You know, and we've seen this with Lucas in the Star Wars franchise, like, you know, what he's done with that franchise, and I feel like I feel like it's more of a money play than a creative play. And, yeah, and I mean, and I'll root for it. It's one of my favorite films. We'll see it. We'll probably do an after show <laughs> for it, but I could live without it. Right. Well, the show has also inspired New Jersey developers to turn a new Atlantic City casino into an homage to the show. Dennis Gomes and Morris Bailey plan to adopt 1920s decor music throughout, and all staff will dress in the era's attire. And that, again, speaks to my point about the money that you're seeing in in everyone right now trying to find extra ways to earn income on based on the the shows and the movies that they have and you know this just but there's always been paraphernalia even in like 1900 early plays and stuff they have paraphernalia Paraphernalia, (laughs) what for the for the play but i mean you're opening a whole casino based on based on a a show that's done three or four episodes yeah yeah exactly you know so what you you know and again that's a good there's even pitches in hollywood now where you'll go in and all they want to know is can we if whether if it's a movie can we get three movies out of this and what's the merchandise going to be yeah and it's the same with tv series glee american idol it's all about the the merchandise tie-in yeah so I'd like to check it out, though, this casino. It sounds cool. Paul Sparks, Mickey Doyle, will join Mad Men's John Slattery in Liza Johnson's Return. And Steve Buscemi has a movie coming out called The Chosen One, where he co-stars with Rob Schneider. So far, reviews aren't favorable. (laughs) That's a great way of putting it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's your After Buzz TV boardwalk and buy news and gossip for the week. Very good. Thank you very much. Give us that music that we love. And now, <laughs> that's obviously new. I haven't heard that one before. That's cute. That's rich. Um, 
Okay, well, let's go around the table. Phil, what are we going to see next week or in the weeks to come? Um, well, I think just more violence. Uh, you know, we're going to see these things come to a head. Chalky uh, now knows that it wasn't the Ku Klux Klan, and so he's obviously going to be in search of who did this. He's not going to give up. It's not enough that he... No, absolutely he, not. He's not taking it. Wow. You know, no. just that's. Yeah, I think you're right. And again, that just shows how committed he is, you know, how, what his conscience is about, how it's not just about the money. Yeah. You and know, or about respect, because clearly uh, he got Nookie to move for him. He got the police to deliver for him. They went and interrupted a Klan rally. They brought him the guy. They let him chop a finger off. And it's like, no, I want justice. I, 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 and that's interesting. Because I thought they were just going to pin it on the Ku Klux guy and go. Yeah, well, they probably would have, sure, yeah. if they could have. I thought that the sheriff was trying to do that at first yeah, because he needed to was. get yeah, someone. Just to be done with it and move yeah. on to new business. Yeah, yeah I thought that going. at first as well. Yeah, yeah and then I think, uh, you know, Jimmy and Al Capone obviously have a mess on their hands now. And then, obviously, Margaret is uh, going to the dark side. Yeah. And so I can't <laughs> wait to see, you know, I think, I think uh, she won't do something drastic but i think you know baby steps with her something very subtle but it looked like in the preview for next week it looked like she was going to turn against them didn't it because she said it seemed like she was going to report on them she was going to agent um i think those a lot of those uh a lot of the scenes from next week are so cryptic yeah you can't really tell i think years a few years ago they were much more on the nose but they get more and more cryptic to either drive you online to see more or to get more discussion going because she said, you said I could come to you, Agent Van Alden, if I had anything Did to tell you. Did she say Agent Van Alden? Well, she, I'm pretty, mm. she went to him. It looked like that was what the scene was, that she was going to Agent that's Van Alden. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who, she, right, that's what they made it look like. Fast editing. I don't, Fast I don't, editing. Right, I don't know she who she really went to. to. Right. Yeah. We don't know. I, I think I think. What else are we going to see, Trilby? Well, I just think she's going to probably come to a point where she's not sure whether she should be supporting Nucky because I think she's going to know more than she wants to know and she's right. going to have a moral dilemma about who to expose and whether it's the right thing to do. That's what I think. Okay. Anything else? Uh, that that's my main prediction, I guess. <laughs> All right, okay. Hi, right, Maria. What do you think? What's going to happen next I week? I think in the that she is going to see the error of her ways and return the negligee. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I think that she is going to. I think that was fast editing made us that made us want to believe that she went to that agent. Uh, in reality, I think she's probably going to Nookie because she wants to endear herself to him because she wants him and she wants on his team and she wants that lifestyle and he can pull her away from that abusive husband. No one else can safely. He's dead. He's dead. Oh, he died? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. No, it's gone. Okay. Well, clearly she wanted to get away from from it. Well, away from (laughs) it. Nucky already pulled it. Yeah, he already did that. that. Oh, nice. See? But it's the dark. But but you know what? I your point is that away from the darkness, the dark yeah. kind of d- drab. She's educated. Life. She's been exposed to something greater, and she wants in. Yeah. Right. Okay. And anything else? Nucky will get more power. I think he's just—he's going to show his hold over the senator in another way. He's going to do another play to get what. I he mean, wants. I think all of the our main characters are going to. We're going to see them as the as the season progresses. We're gonna, I think we're going to see them all grow. We're going to see Al Capone grow in power. We'll see Jimmy grow. We'll see. Nookie grow, uh, and they'll take their lumps and bruises on the way. I think Jimmy is going to show Al how smart he is, and Al's going to really use him in the right way, whereas Jimmy wanted Nookie to do that with him right? and use him in a big way, and I think that that's what's going to happen with Al. I'm not sure. And it's going to be less forced, too. I'm still worried because I still think Al could end up sort of stuffing him around 
at the end. Like I feel like Al might use him and then blow him off, like he did that time when he rang in for money and. Oh, I don't think him. he's gonna give him all the credit. But I think he's. Hopefully, hopefully. Okay, guys. Well, hopefully everyone will tune in next week, so we'll find out more. Thank you, Maria, for sitting in for us, thank and thank you. you, me, for sitting in for Paul thank and Trilby. You, honorable mention, and of course, Phil. Always, thank you. Producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later.